Sage and is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. You know what happens when you get old? Man, I didn't do that right. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Who cares? This, let me show you what happens like when you become an old, a dirty old man. All right, I was going. This is your number one video. This is it. It's pole vaulter girls. I mean, this is the number one video thing that Google thinks I need to watch. And it's not wrong. But there's something really not right about this. Sometimes it's pole vaulters. Sometimes it's runners. But it's always in a different language. And then the next thing you know, I'm watching a minute of pole vaulter girls. Let's see how she does. Something tells me it doesn't really, it's not about how great of a pole vaulter is. Yeah, she jumped like three feet. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Am I that basic? Is that really what it is? Is that really uh, what it all comes down to is that... They're like, here, old man, just watch Pole Vaulter Girls all day. Uh, okay, YouTube. It's... I'm more than that. I'm <laughs> more than that. All right. Uh, I want you to watch uh, this gentleman here. Hold on one second. Um. So, hold on. What is this? I'm ashamed to admit I can't remember this guy's name. All right, hold on. This is a this is from this week's city council, okay? And I want you to listen to this uh, Akron resident. I'm here in reference to the Elevate Akron study, which all of you know, has said that the black community in Akron, Ohio, has been excluded. Uh, Mr. Hardy at one time made a statement that is imperative that this body do something. It's been over three years in the black community, nothing. Okay, then we. So they made this study three years ago. Okay, they're like. Akron, in every way you look at it, is screwing black people. And three years later, this guy's got to come up here and be like, what has changed? We had to study about the inner belt, which I know a lot about because I lived there. I didn't know what it was all about when I was 13. 
But as I got to be 21 and 22, I learned that there was exclusion. Uh, and, and it even stated in that report that the black community has been redlined. And that's on the... I don't know if you know about redlining, but basically the idea is that um, mortgage companies, banks, would be like, don't make mortgages in these areas. And there was just, of course, black people. Report that just came out about the Interbelt. But never once have I heard this body declare emergency to do something for the black community. Never. And why not? <laughs> All these reports. Why not? Why wouldn't you help the black community? I mean, there's black members. Uh, there's Russ Neal. The, uh, I don't know where Tara Samples normally sits here. I don't know where she is. This is the first time they've come back. Uh, Linda Mobian. There's a super rich black lady back here. Um, her daddy is on the mayor's cabinet, and they own a big funeral home. Uh, Somerville, her name's Somerville. <laughs> said that the black community has been excluded, each and every one, but the city does nothing. It has been excluded, and the city has done nothing. We talk about it, but we do nothing. And I want to know why. I've been asking to have a meeting with the mayor. I'm a concerned citizen in my community. Yeah, you think you'd get any of that? Don't be stupid. His name is Mr. Hargrove. It just came to me, Mr. Hargrove. And I come down here, it's been years ago. I won't call no names because that's not allowed. And I was asking about my community. And the one gentleman that works here for this Everybody, city, all right, I'm testing the deal. Yeah, you uh, told me, why are you coming down here asking when your leaders are not? Now, this is what I was told by a member of this council. So look at these people. They make about between thirty and forty thousand dollars. Pretty much their only job is to come here on uh, Monday nights, and they vote on stuff. Oh, it didn't notify you, Kel Omi. Yeah, you see, I was trying something new. There it is. That's the problem. That's the problem. I was trying something new, and it didn't notify me. You. Uh, sorry, Omi. I'm glad you're here. And I want to know, will you do something? You have $145 million. It said the black community is supposed to be up on, on the top ladder in order to be some of this money. How much will you allocate for the black community after 40 years of redlining? How are you going to justify it? Or would you even think about it, put it on the radar that we need assistance? I feel like we're like Ukraine over there. Our voices is not heard. This council has not heard our voice because you haven't done anything. If you've done anything, point, as they say, point to your works. Write in our community and show me what you have done. And it'll be a bad report card. So all I'm just asking, as I always do, allocate funding for us. <laughs> There's no question in anyone's mind that the black community has not been redlined. So I'm going to let it go. Everybody has agreed to it. We all know. With that, thank you, Council. So I sort of feel like 
what happens is people look at racist actions and they look at them and they're like, oh, well, that was the past. We're not like that now. Or those guys, those three white guys that murdered that black guy that was running around their neighborhood. Oh, well, that's them. That's not us. Um, and we think, I, I believe, I believe we think this, that... Um, we're not the ones doing it. It's not us. We're not racist. We're not the people that have done those bad things. Yes, those things were bad. Uh, genocide of Native Americans. Uh, 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 Japanese Americans in internment camps during World War II. Why don't we ever talk about that? They lost everything. Slavery. Jim Crow laws. And we're all like, oh, well, that was then. We're, I mean, look, we're in full color now. Look, we have, we have iPhones. We have, <laughs> we, we aren't like that. I mean, don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> we have iPhones, man. We have iPhones. So, like, but what we need to realize is that this stuff is going on right now. And in a way, I think it's worse now. Because I think we're targeting more people. I think we're targeting more people. How did I do that one thing where I showed the... <laughs> I showed the, the comments of this thing. Uh, hide comments, no. I want to pop the comments out. I want to pop the comments out, man. Live chat. Overview. Live chat. How did I do that last week? I felt so smug. And then I was like, oh, man, I'm so smug. Oh, Olivier, what's up? What's up? It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, yeah, for real, man. I cannot figure out. See, this will teach me. Why do I why do I try to do new things all the time? So stupid. So stupid to do new things. List view live. And now I have to like take up your time. You came over here to like, you know, freaking talk about interesting stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just one second here. One second. I gotta. I got to do something here. Uh, yeah, okay, here, look. Wait, and now my phone's ringing. Okay, look. All right, let's see here. Let me turn off this. Uh, okay, oh, uh, 
Omi wants to talk about dog parks. I would like to talk about dog parks, but first of all, racism. <laughs> so um, let me show you some findings. So this is this this uh, Akron's Racial Equity and Social Justice Task Force just came out. Okay, it just came out, and. The Beacon Journal did a story on it, which I'm very thankful for. And uh, they they talked to the dep- the mayor's deputy chief of staff, Tamika Rose. Okay. Uh, uh, Tamika Rose was hired in 2017 as. I'm sorry, that's news time is too short. Anyways, okay, I don't know what's going on in my phone. Um, so she was hired in 2017 as the city's health and equity ambassador, spent much of her time focusing on how to address infant mortality, particularly in the black community. That's good. But that wasn't the only equitable issue in the city, so she began advocating addressing for racism as a public health crisis. And she said, as we began to do our work, we noticed that our high zip codes, all the same things were happening. All these social determinants of health were affected by basically systemic racial policies, eviction, problems with transportation, workforce development. These are all rules that, for lack of a better term, push down black and brown individuals. And she goes on to say, The coronavirus pandemic exasperated that inequity as black communities were disproportionately affected by COVID. Months after the pandemic began, George Floyd was murdered by the Minneapolis police officer. Communities locally and nationwide protested. Racism still exists. You have to say that. Racism still exists. It's because of racism and the institutional and structural nature of the U.S. and Akron. That is why people aren't doing as well as we could, Rose said. The laws were intentionally created to keep this section of the population down. That is from health to everything else. We needed to address it. To promote equity and opportunity for public African communities of color, the city convened 29 community members from diverse backgrounds to devise a five-year strategic plan. Okay. So... These are, what are the racial and equity social justice reform recommendations? After 14 months of research and community conversation, they presented the final report. And the responses include create an office of racial equity and social justice to support sustainable system-wide change. The city would determine what roles are needed. Work on the budget and hire personnel. Develop better communication between the city and communities of color, starting with major organizations of color in year one. Continue Akron's participation in the Government Alliance on Race and Inequality. Uh, Criminal justice. And then look, all these for criminal justice. Transition the police auditor position to full-time, part-time to full-time. They did that. Create full-time positions for the deputy police officer. Uh, There has been a position established but I think it's just part-time. Ensure better access to information. So a lot on the auditor, a lot on the auditor. Implement body-worn camera legislation, including requirements for all uniformed police officers to wear cameras. 
They uh, passed a law in June requiring police to post a video of deadly force to the public within seven days, establish a civilian's overwrite board by, between 23 and 25, establish thorough and equitable practice of police, hiring, training, and promotion, adopt a long-term community policing strategy, and then ec- ec- they go on and on, okay? Um, so, but what was interesting about this in my mind was the history of racism. <laughs> Pador, how are you, Pador? Uh, the history of racism in Akron. Okay. Now, once again, once again, I cannot see the freaking comments. Daggone it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, Just one. Okay. All right. There we go. So drives me nuts. I swear I was able to pull this off before and now I can't do it. Okay. So what's interesting here is that they highlight the history of racism in Akron. Okay. In 1917, housing developments, African-American residents were forced to take squalid quarters in the worst districts. Although residential segregation was not enforced by statute, discrimination in housing was commonplace. Landlords in the the more prosperous sections of the city would only rent to whites and new neighborhoods built in the 1910s, including the company-financed Goodyear Heights and Firestone Park, initially refused to sell to blacks. I wish they would say black people. That's what I wish. When F.A. Cyberling and Harvey Firestone created their great industrial residential neighborhood, Goodyear Heights and Firestone Park, the land sales were specifically limited by covenants contained in the deeds to properties that no transfer should take place to person of African or Ethiopian descent. I didn't even know we had something against Ethiopians. Thus, the black population remained clustered in the valley around Furnace Street in central Akron. In t- 1920, the Ku Klux Klan. There was an infusion of Appalachians to Akron with deeply held nativist sentiments contributed to uh, Akron's earning the dishonorable distinct, uh, distinction of having the largest KKK clavern. Is that what we call them? Claverns? in the state of Ohio, and one of the largest in the nation in 1920s. Overt racism was, uh, and that's so that's 100 years ago, was evident at every level of the rubber company until the Civil Rights Act of 1964 forced new hiring practices. By the time World War II, Akron population was nearly 24,000. 1930 to 1960, segregation. In 1968, in 1968, Akron's population was 275,000 with 60,000 African-American residents. Fifty years ago, Akron was a city where blacks and whites lived separately. That's 50 years ago. A study of racial conditions made in the 1950s, the Akron Community Audit found Akron to be a racially segregated city in many ways. In Akron, from about 1960 to about 1970, 
the city of Akron would transplant 3,000 households, more than 80,000 percent Afri African American. They moved 3,000 households. Recommendations. Uh, okay, and then I go into recommendations. So what you have to understand here is is that the fundamental basis of Akron is built on racism. Okay? We cannot pretend that this is something that happened years ago and someplace else. We had the, this huge Ku Klux Klan and they were running the government. And the residue of that is uh, happening today. Now, isn't it great that we have uh, this woman, Rose, right? We've got, we've got, we've got Tamika Rose, uh, the mayor, deputy chief of staff, Tamika Rose. But I would like to point out that I was standing next to Dan Horrigan as he was walking with the protesters during one of the larger Black Lives Matter protests. And what do you think? And he took a knee. He saw, I saw him. I was right there. He took a knee. And we were happy. We're like, oh, this is great. What do you think came of that? Well, I'll tell you what came of that. We increased. <laughs> we gave more money to the police. And we got a big, new, shiny $300,000 SWAT military vehicle. Olivier said it's built on capitalism with incorporated racism. That's right. That's exactly right. And so, oh, this drives me bananas. Drives me bananas that I cannot pull this crap out of here. I swear, I swear I, I had this awesome thing where they're like, do you want to just look at the, you want to just look at your comments? We'll pull them right out for you. I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know what I did wrong. Um. Anyway, second here. One okay. second. No, I got it. Okay. It's because I did it wrong. I did it with this new tool that I already hate. <laughs> it's a stupid idea. All right. So, what we have to understand here is, is that exactly what Olivier was saying is that this, that capitalism fundamentally relies on racism. And what I believe is, as the, is that Tamika Rose is nothing more 
than that taking a knee at the Black Lives Matter protest that Dan Horgan did. He's like, oh, well, that was received well. I'm going to put Tamika on this. And we're going to get a council of people. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the issues. And then three years from now, Mr. Hargrove is going to come up to city council and be like, hey, three years ago, we had Tamika Rose and we had this amazing report. They outlined all the stuff that needed to be done. And nothing changed. Nothing changed. Now, I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why nothing changes. Black people do not vote in Akron. It's really low turnout. Young people don't vote. Black people don't vote. Because they have been beaten down. They're tired of it. My wife has been going to these diversity, equity, and inclusion events. There are no black people at them. (laughs) And she knows why. Because black people are tired. They are tired of fighting. Oh, I'm sorry. Olivier said that's not what I said at all. Capitalism doesn't rely on racism. Civilization doesn't exist without capitalism on the mind materials at hand. Racism is a consequence of having fears of retribution. Oh, interesting. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. That's good. That's good. Um... Why do I try new things? Why do I try new things? I can't leave it alone. I can't stop myself. Okay, just stop screwing with the video, yeah, Sage. For re- can't leave it alone. Stop screwing with the video. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. So, here. Look, I just wanted to show you. I wanted to show you. Olivier's awesome comment, because Olivier, who happens to be homeless, is incredibly intelligent. Incredibly intelligent. Nothing's going to change. Because as long as these people get voted in by a small number of voters, people don't understand how voting works in Akron. They're the only people that win uh, elections in Akron are Democrats. And we have a primary in May of 2023 where the Democrats vote for their candidate and the Republicans vote for their candidate. And whoever wins the Democratic primary in May of 2023 will be the mayor of Akron because Republicans don't try to win. They don't try to win. They don't think there's enough. Uh, I mean, it's 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 like they will demonize you if if they think you're a Republican here in Akron. The Summit County Dems do. They're evil people, evil people. And meanwhile, I know many conservative 
African-Americans would probably very much like a um, Republican mayor. It's all lip service. Until, <laughs> as Malcolm X said, the ballot or the bullet. Those are the only ways systemic change happens, by the ballot or the bullet. And I would like to remind you, there was a tea party where a bunch of rich white guys were pissed that they were getting taxed and they murdered countless people because of it. That is who we are as a country. And then I get chastised for yelling too loud, being impolite. Shamus Malik likes to scold me that I'm not being polite enough. And meanwhile, he's living in a country where it was founded on blood, on blood blood and murder because of taxation without representation, not systemic racism. So look at this. Here is uh, the report what uh, as they have they have they have done yet another lip service where they have said we have now determined, that racism is a public health thing. What did they say? What did they call it? It's this article right here. What did they call it? They, you know, they all voted, and they said that racism is a public health crisis. Earlier this summer, racism as a public health crisis became a phrase used a lot. Our country was reeling from death of George Floyd. Okay. So I think we, I don't know, we voted on it, right? We've now said racism is a public health crisis. Have you noticed anything different? Do you feel healthier, black people? Do you feel healthier? Here are some statistics. Ohio is in the bottom quartile <laughs> for African-American children, child being well-being based on the Annie E. Casey Foundation 2017 race for results indicating that black African-American resident uh, children in Ohio do not have adequate supports to achieve optimal health. That's all of Ohio. According to the Health and Policy Institute of Ohio 2019 State Health Assessment Summary, black Ohioans are expected to live almost five years less and white Ohioans. Black infants are dying at a rate 2.5 times greater than the rate of white infants and two times greater than the state's overall rate of infant mortality. Black and Hispanic communities also experience higher than average incidence of maternal morbidity. I think that's like moms dying at childbirth. Locally, According to a 2019 Community Health Assessment by Summit County Public Health, in seven areas assessed, from diabetes death to infant mortality to child poverty rates, the ratio of black to white is always 1.9 or higher. That is, the black rate is at least twice as bad as the white rate for all seven indicators. All seven indicators. 
The connection between racism and health are complex and interwoven. However, the research, research evidence is clear that racism is a primary driver of the inequities and disparities experienced by communities of color. Racism impacts health both directly and indirectly through exposure to traumatic events, violence, toxic stress, and stigma, policy and system inequities, inequitable access to resources, and increased exposure to risk factors and increased risk to unhealthy behaviors. You cannot deny... You cannot deny that racism plays a role in this. Now, Olivier said someone joked, made a joke that I should run for mayor. I said I'd only do it if I chose to remain homeless, to be the first homeless mayor. There, you should. That is not a joke. There is no reason why you should not run as mayor. None. Zero. We need all kinds of people to run. Because here's the thing. If you're going to rely on the ballot to get you out of the mess that we have found ourselves, there has to be something worth voting for. Same way it goes with the, the bullet. You can shoot all the politicians you want. But unless there's somebody that is going to listen to your issues and, 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 and change the system based on your issues, they're just going to, they're like rats. They're just going to fill in the holes. Chances are the, the people that move in are going to be worse. They're, gonna, they're going to clamp down and uh, uh, declare uh, martial law. And you're going to lose the, the few rights you already have. Like I said, Shamas Malik, the ward leader of my ward, every chance he gets he likes to chastise me for being too loud and impolite. He doesn't want me to be impolite. <laughs> he doesn't want me to be impolite. <sighs> Omi says, I once read for every terrorist we kill, three more were made. Of course, because to them, we were the bad guys and we killed. Yes, of course. We're all up in arms about the Ukraine, but let me tell you something. Us... And Israel do it all the time. Omi says, someone, uh, the people left behind that love them just cling to their ideology even stronger. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? Like, so <laughs> this is the downside of violence. We're doing it all over the world, right? We're doing it all over the world. America is. You're paying for it. So you're doing it, okay? Do you think as a mom watches 
the legs of her child get blown off from a drone attack by an American drone that she's like, you know what? Those Americans sure are good. (laughs) Yeah, you think that? You think that? I do not believe in violence. It's not that I'm afraid of violence or I find violence icky. I don't think it's, it's a very risky strategy. Now, my favorite hero of all time, the most important Summit County and Akron City resident ever, (laughs) can't remember his name, of course, oh, Jesus Christ, what an idiot, what's the matter with me? Summit County resident that murdered people in the name of slavery. John Brown. Jesus Christ, what's the matter with me? Why am I such a freaking idiot today? All right, John Brown. Now he, he did some darn good things with violence, but it was a real crapshoot. Real crapshoot. Uh, I think that we ended slavery just by pure luck, pure luck. Abraham Lincoln did not want to abolish slavery when he went in as president. And on top of that, he wanted to move black people out of America. (laughs) It was total luck. Olivier says, I always try to invite people to think about the fact that the people on the other side of any and all battlefields are just like you. They just want to be home with their, their people just like you do. Exactly. Exactly. So, I don't believe in violence. It's too risky, and unless, like I said, unless you got like a, you know, a Che Guevara that you love or Fidel Castro that you love, it's just going to be worse for you. So you got to do it at the ballot. And we still have enough democracy left to change the system. There are 190,000 registered voters in Akron and only 10,000 voters come out in the uh, Democratic mayoral primary. 10,000. What is that? 10 5%. 5% of voters. If they would come out in the mayoral primary, we could change the entire city. We must change this city. It still is racist. Just because the mayor took a knee, just because he put an African-American woman in a position and made a report, I'm telling you, nothing is going to change. We must decriminalize sex work. We must decriminalize drug use. That's it. We don't have to have a big debate. As mayor, which I am running for mayor, vote in the Akron primary, May of 2023. I'll get you the exact date when we get a little closer. I oversee the police. (laughs) And you know what I'm going to tell the police? 
I'm going to tell the police I need you guys all hands on deck on violence. I need you to track down murderers. When somebody murders somebody in this city, I need you to track them down and find them and put them in jail. Okay? When there are violent drug dealers causing violence in our city, I need you to track them down and put them in jail. When there are drug dealers selling fentanyl and car fentanyl to people and killing their customers, I need you to track them down and put them in jail. That's where I need you to be. We need more investigations of violent crime. That's it. You see somebody smoking a blunt on the street, just keep driving. Just keep driving. Omi wants to know, what does track them down, put them in jail do? I don't know. It makes us safer, doesn't it? Olivier says, have you ever heard the quote, if you want peace, prepare for war? No, but I like it. Or how about mob rules? Yeah, I've heard of that. Using their magic evidence manifester. Knee. No. What is it? Omi says no to something. Omi says no. What do you say no to? No to what, Omi? <laughs> Tell me no to what, for God's sake. Look. I wish I could change that. I wish I had some sort of capabilities as a person that frickin' does recordings. One, I don't feel a threat by drug dealers, so I wouldn't feel safer with... Okay, look. Let's talk about drug dealers. I have drug dealer friends. And I'm here to tell you, most of my drug dealer friends who deal in fentanyl and meth are assholes. I'm sick of them. Oh, I don't care if the drugs disappear on me. I'm not saying we're trying to end the war on drugs. I mean, no, I'm t we're going to. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's about the violent drug users. Or not violent drug users. The, Jesus, what is the matter with my brain today? The violent drug dealers. Okay? <clears throat> I posted about my friend. Uh, Dustin. I'll show you this. Show you Dustin's picture if you hadn't seen it. Second here. There it is. This is my friend Dustin. Dustin's tent got burned down. He's standing by all of his belongings there. That's all of his belongings in a pile of charred 
rubble. Just walked off into the day. I said, where are you going to stay? He's like, I don't know, here or there. Dustin was attacked by a drug dealer and his henchmen. on my property and they tried to cut off his leg with a machete. They did not succeed, but they really messed up his leg bad, really bad. Those are the kinds of drug dealers I'm talking about. Drug dealers... Get their clients in a position where they owe. And then they own them. And they're doing it intentionally. I have seen drug dealers torment, psychologically torment people just for fun. Olivier says it's just going to take a subgroup of the population and segregate them into one designated area, jails. Okay, right on. What was their reasoning? Uh, because he owed. <laughs> Those were separate incidents, Olivier. I do not know if the tent burning was an accident or intentional. Uh, I will say this. He did not have electricity in his tent. He was not in his tent. And he has enemies. Omi says, can you imagine the life a person like that has lived up to the point to make them do something like that? Of course. Of co I, I'm never, I'm still friends with all of those people. Okay. Yeah, sounds like my baby mama's ideology, just sinister psychotic games. So, I just need society to be safe. I'm not saying that a mass murderer or a pedophile or a torturer doesn't have a reason, a logical path of life that has led them there. I'm just saying we need to be protected from those people. I would rather than not just throwing them in a jail and do nothing with them. I would love that we would have, uh, do you think this is act actually obtainable? Okay. Uh, Pamela says, hold on. Pamela says, I agree. I've seen it. The worst kind is the dealer that make them think they're friends to get the trap started. And that's the word trap. Hi, Pamela. I'm glad you're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, It's the trap. That's what a trap house is. They trap their victims. So the way it works is a trap house, a, a real common strategy of a trap house is they give drugs to a user, the user can't pay, and they say, all right, I'm moving into your house. And what are they going to say? No. 
So the dealer moves into the house. And then this dealer starts dealing out of the house. And the dealer starts running all kinds of games out of the house. They're doing uh, sex work. They're selling drugs. They're selling guns. Omi says, do you think that is actually obtainable? Like racism, crime, and poverty, all of them are seriously complex issues that have grown out of many, many causes. To stop any one of those, you first have to address many smaller issues that are being neglected. Of Yes, Omi. You are right. So look, what I'm telling you is, is this. Right now, the focus, and it's, it's in all their documentation, it's in all of their written plans, the current administration is to make a urban bedroom community downtown. It's what a lot of cities are doing. They're finding that people don't want office space downtown, so they're taking all the offices and they're converting them into fancy um, rentals. Look at this. Akron Rental Apartments. Watch this. Look at, look at, look at these. Look at this. $1,500 to $2,500. A $2,500 apartment. The East End Lofts. $1,100 to $2,600. The, stan oh, the, the, oh, the standard here on East Exchange, these are a deal. Sparky, shut up. I'm on a very important, I'm doing a very important show. Shut up, Sparky. These are a deal. Only $1,900. $1,900. Sparky, shh. $1,900. They are turning, this is their focus. This is their focus. But who, seriously, who lives there? I don't know who lives there. I'm not sure. But I think people are. Omi says, if I wanted and could afford downtown living, I sure as shit wouldn't pick Akron. I know. But people are doing it, I think. And there's no grocery store. <laughs> you still got to go to Fairlawn for your groceries or Cuyahoga Falls. <laughs> so stupid. There's no downtown drugstore. There's nothing down there. I wonder how much is student and university related. Could be. But I don't think most students are paying $2,500 a month. I don't think. Pamela says, wow, maybe that is what happened to a person I know. Move in, keep them in use to get in. Oh, yeah. Pamela's talking about uh, the trap house. Um uh, I overheard someone say once, all you have to do is give him a little and you can do anything in here, meaning his home. I was so angry, but I could not do anything but advise him when he was okay uh, to hear it. Yeah. 
Crackrin says a lot, uh, Olivier. Of course. Uh, you got to come up with something cleverer because it's not really crack anymore. It's meth. How about mathrin? Methrin? How about methrin? Uh, Omi says, I know. I went to all these big cities, and the biggest difference was they have a CVS and Walgreens in the downtown. Even Target's at Best Buy. Akron has none of that. Exactly. Exactly. I don't understand who wants to live downtown when you got to drive to go to get anything for twenty five hundred dollars. It's insanity. So, but what I'm here to tell you is that's the focus. And then they're building, they're 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 spending twenty five million dollars this year on parks because they're taking a ton of that ARPA money from the national government for 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 uh, 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 um, COVID. And a lot of cities are doing it. I've checked. A lot of cities are taking that money and throwing it in their parks. Uh, yeah, Omi says it's all bars and restaurants with maybe a boutique here and there. Yeah, I know. Uh, and how many dog parks do we have? I don't know. One or two? I'm not sure. Um, so... What I'm telling you is that we're good now on $2,500 apartments. I'm starting at the bottom. I'm starting at the, and particularly I'm starting with the African-American community because the African-American community has gotten the shaft in this city since the beginning and it's happening to this day. Who's getting those 15-year tax-free houses? Rich white people. Poor black people aren't buying $300,000 tax-free houses. Don't be stupid. The well, the CDC, was that what they're, Community Development Corporation, whatever they call them? They're buying cheap houses at $15,000 and then converting them to sell them for $80,000. So they got them at the deal price. Why did Zach Cole at the well get the $15,000 property? Why couldn't it have gone to one of the people that lived in Middlebury? Olivier says they could easily erect some encampment areas on the road to nowhere. Of course they could, the inner belt. We have to stop the the, 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 the hemorrhaging of homelessness. We absolutely need emergency shelter. We need a place where they can throw their trash, where they can go to the bathroom, and where they can seek shelter. I don't honestly care what it is. A chicken coop, a tent, a shed, I don't care. But the mere fact that we have people saying, well, they have enough services, when uh, AMHA vouchers are expiring. People with AMHA vouchers can't get housing. What do you think people living in my tents can do? Okay, I got a guy. I got a guy a week ago. I got him his ID. Now, it was just a piece of paper. He's already lost it. A few days ago, I gave him, uh, I'm trying this thing where uh, I give them these prepaid debit cards. It's run through a thing called FamZoo. He lost it. 
Do you think that man is ready for a house? <laughs> He's barely ready for a tent. <laughs> He's barely ready for a tent. He's always, he's moving in with one person, moving out with another person. He's, uh, he's always having fights with people. Everything is somebody else's fault. It's never his fault. He is not ready to move into anything other than the tent I got him in right now. Okay? <laughs> Olivia says, throw their trash in the Akron Ambassador's dumpster. If it's overflowing, just leave it. What are you talking about? What's that? What's the Akron Ambassador's Dumpster? This sounds like a dumpster I need to know about, Olivier. What's that? What's that? What's that? Do tell. Um, whoa. Cohabitation is hard for me. Uh, I'm a mentally ill person. Yes, of course it's hard. You're going to take a guy like the guy I've just described to you and throw him in a... Um, Oh, wow. Andrew here. I better close that, though, because Andrew just wrote and said, my, thank you, Andrew. It's really speaking to him. That's a miracle that anything I say has any relevance to anybody's life. <laughs> um, this guy, there's no way he would ever, he would last a single day at the Haven of Rest. Not one single day. Because I'm telling you, it's all I can do to keep him in my place in a tent. This guy has so much to work on. A tent is fine for him. Okay? I still have his birth certificate, thank God. Because I have it. So how am I going to get him when he gets his when he gets his ID outside of Haven? Uh, Omi wants to ask: Does Akron have other shelters? Not for men. There's only one men's shelter. It's the Haven of Rest. Access: There are a couple for women and children. Only one man's shelter, and people are kicked out of it all the time. So. How can it be when our only men's shelter, which is extremely radically Christian, requires three Christian services a day, 21 services a week to get two meals and a bed, and you have to shower in a gang shower and the stalls to the bathroom have no doors? How do you, what does ABS mean? It's, I don't know what. I don't, you said that, I want to be cool like you, Omi. What does ABS mean? Abs, it's religion-based. I need to know. I want to use that. So, um, Victor, thank you. Say, uh, keep up the fight. You're a real-life hero and encouragement to more people. Than th thank you, Victor, for saying that. Um, what I'm trying to do as running for mayor, I do believe we can win if I can inspire you to vote. It is not on you, Okay. You have every reason to not vote because you have lived your entire life with nothing to vote for. I will not be mad at you if you don't come out and vote for me. But the only way we win is if people come out and vote. Not a lot. Like I said, there's 190,000 voters and I only need about 11,000 and we'll win. We'll win. 
and the number one priority is going to be poor people. I'm starting at the bottom. But the only way is I got to make you believe this is possible. I'm here to tell you, no, it's a typo. Oh, it's a typo. <laughs> I have a great idea for helping homeless people. I want to hear it, Olivia. Here. Uh, so I love that bridge and the parks. Which bridge and parks, uh, Olivier? Has anyone noticed the Towpath Bridge has a homage to women right over the road to nowhere? Coincidentally placed or intentional? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'm going to try to make you believe. And the reason I, you need to believe is because of you. You are fundamentally good. And if I win, you are in power. You get the control. I am giving it to you. Screw those rich people that get all the power and control. That's what the Summit County Dems do. It's the Chamber of Commerce and big corporations. They get all the attention. So they can build all these condos and build all these parks for millions and millions of dollars and get more and more rich off of your back. I can't promise you that it's all going to get done, but I can promise you. And you got to believe me because you see me. You know I'm not all talk. You know I'm the real deal. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going over to my little camp. I, never mind even what's going on over there. It doesn't even matter. I am the real deal. I will fight to the death for you. And you got to believe it because you've seen it. I need you to believe in the hope that we can change things. We can do it because you are good and I will be your hands and feet in the city of Akron. We can do it, people. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.